Welcome to another episode of Small Business Chronicles. As an entrepreneur, are you scared to get out there and talk in front of people, pitch your ideas, chamber meetings are just crazy for you? Well, today I have a special treat for you. I've got former child actor, stuntman, speaker, and number one best-selling author of Power to Speak Naked, Tyler Foley. How are you doing today, my friend? Oh, doing really good, Ryan. It's a joy and a pleasure to be on the show with you today, and I'm looking forward to sharing out with the small business chronicles absolutely did i miss anything because when i was reading your profile you had about 76 things that you do so i don't want to miss any of them up front well and there's there's what i did and there's what i do now and so it's 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 always a mishmash so former former child actor and uh, then got into stunt performing in my early 20s uh very briefly uh, but it always makes for a good uh kind of attention grabber because then from stunts I moved into being a safety consultant for a while before I started training people on how to public speak more effectively using my experience as a child performer and stunt performer and a safety consultant to help people catch their stories and, and learn more about uh, who they are and be able to share that out to the world. Absolutely. And why I have you on the show today is one thing we like to do on this show is educate and give back and pointers and help for our audience and listeners that are out there trying to make it in small business and be an entrepreneur and it's a struggle. One thing you find in entrepreneurship, you're in front of people a lot. One of the best things that you can do is put your face out there and get out there. And a lot of people have trouble with doing that. I'm not one of those people. You're not one of those people, but if there is one of those people, um, how, how, what is the first steps that you would take or what is your view, I guess, on how to get in front of people and start unleashing that power of, of putting your face out in front of things without wanting to run and hide? Well, I think the first thing to do is to recognize that you're probably already doing it multiple times a day. And I, this notion that we're afraid to speak in public is always the one that I, I laugh at the most. You know, when I've talked to people and they're like, oh, but I'm terrified of public speaking. I'm like, well, we're in public right now and we're speaking. You know, anybody who's ever been to a restaurant and ordered food is not afraid of public speaking. Because if you ordered food at a restaurant and had it come to your table and get delivered, if you didn't know your wait staff, you spoke in public, you spoke to a complete stranger, you asked for what you wanted and you got it. So this notion that we're uh, afraid to speak in public or we're afraid to speak to strangers or we're afraid to ask for what we want is null and void. You've ever been to a restaurant and food has come to your table because you would have had to have overcome all of those things in order to make it happen. So recognizing the number of times that we're actually speaking in public, the number of times, like even if you're just expressing your opinion to friends, if there's more than one there, you are speaking to a group. You therefore are speaking to an audience. You have an audience and you are expressing your opinion. You're, you are speaking in public with the idea of converting somebody to your idea. And if we start to recognize the number of times throughout the course of a day that we are actually publicly speaking, then it becomes a lot easier to take it to the next level and speak with purpose and passion and direction. Absolutely. And I think that's something that people don't realize is how often they are engaging in that role. I think where they get a little, I don't know, overwhelmed is the amount of people. Mm -hmm. or the amount. So I used to be on radio and I used to be a, 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 I guess, disc jockey with what you call it or whatever. And I would babble into a microphone and no matter what I said, it wasn't really wrong. 
you know, when, when, but then when I shifted into insurance and then into marketing and I could be wrong on stage, that's where I readopted a fear. So, yeah. And, and I think what you have pointed out is actually what people are actually afraid of. So we're not afraid of speaking in public. What we're afraid of is public judgment that when the words that we say come out of our mouth, that they will be perceived or received negatively. And it's that fear that is really the thing that we need to overcome. And I, I always equate it to when people when people are telling me that they're afraid of public speaking and the reality is you're afraid of public judgment. It's like running around saying that you're having a heart attack when actually what you have is indigestion. So you have heartburn, not a heart attack. You need Pepto-Bismol, not defibrillators. And yet you're running around being like, no, I need a defibrillator. I need a defibrillator. You're like, that isn't going to do you any good. So how would you say the first steps? Because we kind of identified where we've done public speaking. We're afraid of the judgment part. So what in your eyes is the next step to help get over that to where if you have to go to a chamber meeting, a lunch and learn, give a presentation in front of people? What are the first steps to get people after they make those two realizations to the next step? Next step is to realize that that audience is on your side, right? Nobody tuned into this podcast today thinking that you and I were going to suck. They weren't like, you know, Ryan hasn't brought it the last couple and I'm pretty sure he's not going to bring it today. And this Tyler guy sounds like a disaster of the guest. What could a stunt guy possibly have to say? They, they didn't tune in for that. And same when you go and you are presenting at the chamber, they are there for information. They're either there to be educated or entertained or both. Uh, your only job as a speaker is to leave your audience better than you found them. And if you make that the focus, then it becomes real easy to stand up in front of people. Because when we are experiencing that fear, that self-doubt, that judgment, the stage fright, those are all ego-driven. They're very self-centered. What if I, what if I, I don't, they may think of this of me, blah, 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 blah the reality is if you focus on your audience and you think, how can I leave them better than I found them? What can, what is, if I even just did one thing, it gave them one bit of advice, what would that advice be? And if you really focus on your audience, it takes the attention off of you. If the attention is no longer on you, it's really hard to feel those nerves. So the first step that I would suggest to anybody who has to give a presentation anywhere is to recognize that it is less about me more about the so it has nothing to do with you it has everything to do with your audience if you focus on your audience recognizing that they're a golden and sacred gift uh, and then trying to leave them better than you found them it becomes real easy to do that presentation the next thing is to recognize if you've been asked to give a presentation you're the authority nobody knows more about that material than you or they wouldn't have asked you even if there's somebody out there who has done it bigger better faster stronger brighter at whatever, you are the best that that particular group of people could get into the room at that time. You are the authority. So embracing that uh, as a mindset, I am here to leave this audience better than I found them, to give them a little bit of knowledge. And remember, you don't have to give them the whole dictionary or encyclopedia. If you give them one takeaway, you've left them better than you found them. I think that's important to know too. When you let's back up a little bit when you're talking about it, it's not about you, it's about the audience. 
one of the things that helped me get over what I did when I switched into a profession and then I had to be accurate when I spoke um, is that I was just a little part of their day. They were a big part of my day because I made this presentation, I did this presentation, I stressed over it, I wrote it, I rehearsed it, I got up there, I said it, I went through all those steps. They got up, didn't think about me probably a bit, wandered in, did their job, brushed their teeth, showed up at the presentation, and as long as I didn't just horribly screw up, then they're going to go on, they're going to take my one or two takeaways, and probably not think about me a whole lot again, other than the words that I said, but me personally. That thought press is what got, process is what got me past being nervous in front of people again. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think, too, the this concept of reframing in in the mindset is really important i have an entire uh chapter in my book i think it's the seventh chapter of, of you know mastering your nerves and you know are you nervous or are you excited or are you both right i think it's a, a line in frozen i don't know if i'm elated or gassy but i'm somewhere in that zone <laughs> I'm always like, you know, it, it, I, I look forward to that, that jitteriness because for me, it's not nerves, it's excitement. I'm excited to get out there. And your brain is a remarkable tool and will believe the things you tell it. And if, I, if you just come to grow to love it, and that's the other thing too, I'm blessed because I started on stage at six years old. And anybody who has young children knows children aren't fearful of anything. You know, they will run around and do all kinds of dangerous stuff because they haven't learned yet to be afraid of those things that can hurt them. But we also teach them to be afraid of things that don't need to be afraid of. You don't need to be afraid of the dandy log leg spider. And yet spiders are creepy because, you know, somebody, you probably saw somebody freak out at a spider. So you freak out at a spider. Because there was a time where insects were cool and you were like, you would pick them up and then somebody was like, don't do that. And then suddenly you've learned to do that. We, a lot of these are learned behaviors. I got on stage before I learned that you were supposed to be afraid of it. So my first experience on stage was fantastic. I got a standing ovation. I made the audience laugh. It was the warm, fuzzy feeling and I wanted more of it. And I have subsequently spent my entire life chasing the high of a standing ovation because the only thing that is better than a standing ovation is another standing ovation. That's it. That's right. I don't think those ever get boring. No, they don't. I've never, I've never once had a standing ovation where I was like, I mean, that was okay. <laughs> they, they, they light my soul on fire. They're amazing, amazing right. things. And so like the first time I ever experienced stage fright, I was 14 years old. And at that point, it was a novelty as opposed to the norm. And I think a lot of people have the opposite experience. The first time that they're on stage, they're terrified. So they think that that's what the experience is like all the time. And this is why I would strongly encourage everybody to recognize the amount of times that they're actually speaking on a stage, because a stage is not necessarily a proscenium thrust with lights and a, a seated auditorium in front of you. A stage is anywhere where you have a platform to present ideas. And again, that could be networking, that could be at a cocktail party, at a friend's place, that could be in the boardroom, that could be at the chamber. All of these are stages. What you and I are doing right now is a stage. 
And this is actually one of the things that I encourage a lot of my private clients to do is start getting and talking on podcasts because you and I have an audience of, a, of thousands of people right now, but you and I are having a conversation between you and I, and that's what I encourage most people to do is just have a conversation with one person. Just find that one friendly face in the audience and just talk to them. Everybody else will think that they're included in that, but you just need to have a conversation with one person. You and I are doing it right now, and that's, that's the way to approach a lot of these things. I'm probably going to give some bad advice now because when I when this show can be a comparison, listen to the guy that that sounds like you should be listened to and not to me. Um, I, when I got stage fright because I was trying to be an entertainer and I was out there, I, I would get nervous and then there was no reaction. You were talking about a standing ovation being the height of it, and, and that's like what you're shooting for. That's the epic conclusion of anything you can do on stage. The worst thing that can happen on stage is zero reaction. I think that's the thing that I was scared of the most. So uh, after doing a couple shows and a couple whatever, and there was zero reaction, I went, I got to get better at this. So I cannot sing at all, a, a little bit. It sounds like a, 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 a cat in a lawnmower if I try to sing anything. So I found the most crowded bar in my town and started doing karaoke three times a week. Right? Because at the end of it, I would get booed. People would yell at me. People would be like, what are we witnessing here? What is going on? And then at the end of it, I got the worst possible out of the way. And then I wasn't scared of that anymore. And I got to where, hey, if I can do this, I can do the other. Especially if you can have fun while doing it. So one of the things that um, I do at all of our training seminars, uh, so I do a, a two and a half day training seminar and I do a five day workshop. And at some point in either one of those, we schedule a karaoke night, particularly for our VIPs. The VIPs come and they're going to do a thing. And then, you know, we try to invite as many people as we can. And the specific reason for that is if you can do karaoke, you can public speak. Karaoke is a harder gig because everybody knows what it's supposed to sound like and what you're supposed to be singing. And when you're public speaking, nobody knows what you're going to say or how it's going to begin and or finish. And <laughs> you don't have to do it in no. any form of tone or pitch, right? The no. only gig, and you under, you will appreciate this, the only gig I think that is harder than having to do some form of singing or karaoke is comedy because you have one job to do make them laugh if they don't laugh every 30 seconds you've failed <laughs> and that's that right. is that is disastrous you can kind of get away with a bad karaoke because if you like if you fully embrace the horrible it's still entertaining. It's the train wreck, right? People are like, oh, this, this guy is brutal, right, yeah. but I'm having fun. He's having fun. Yeah, and, and, and that's kind of how I, I got out of my head with it. We were kind of down this trail. But, but yeah, it, for me, public speaking is just getting out there and overcoming that fear. Okay, so we went through the phases of identifying what it is. We're trying to find some, some ways to get more comfortable public speaking. So other than going out and make a total ass of yourself doing karaoke until you be comfortable with that feeling, what are some other ways to get comfortable up on stage? Because we talked about the karaoke, finding that friendly face. What would be some other ones? Uh, start asking. 
for opportunities to speak because the more you do it, the more at ease you will be with it. I, would, I call it confidence through competence. The only way to be really confident at something is to be competent at it. And competent actually has a legal definition, adequately qualified, suitably trained, with sufficient experience to perform the task with minimal or no supervision. So if you can speak, you can move your mouth and, and, and sounds can come out, then you have, you are suitable. You're adequately qualified. Like you can, anybody who can do this is qualified to talk. Now training, you can get, anywhere but a lot of that is through repetition and whether you want to go to something like toastmasters or carnegie or take some of my training you know come to a power to speak naked seminar uh, all of these things are available to people to train but you need to have that sufficient experience to be able to do it regularly so that you ease into the comfort of it and that's why you know apparently 75 80 percent of north americans poll polled have uh, anxiety around public speaking, which means four out of five people in your office do not want to raise their hand to give the next sales presentation. So if you are the person who is going and saying that, first of all, your boss is gonna love you. You are going to look like a leader within your, uh, your work environment, and you will have these opportunities to do it. Be the one to give the wedding toast. Be the one to do the speech at a birthday or a bar mitzvah or the wedding or any of these social functions. Give grace. Start giving grace at the at dinner tables, um, and you know, and family events. All of these things are opportunities for you to speak in public and practice and practice and practice. So again. You get confidence through competence. And the only way to become competent at a thing is to do it over and over and over again. Seek those opportunities. Let people know you are looking for those opportunities. And eventually you will find comfort in it. Uh, absolutely. It, it's laws of nature. The more you do something, the better you become at it, period. And if you got to line up your pets and stuffed animals in the living room to get that practice in, I think that's okay too because – you know, however weird that might make you feel, you're justifying getting better in front of it. I know the days that I have a public speaking event coming up, I'm rehearsing in the shower, I'm rehearsing in whatever, going through things in your head. You don't want to be too rehearsed, but you also know that that fear is coming, so you want to make sure and 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 have things in place for that fear if you get jittery. And, and doing that repetitive nature lets you know when those points of fear come in so you know how to combat those as well. Well, and I think one of the big flaws that most people make and, and the mistake that is made when, when people are trying to start first public speaking is the preparation is done incorrectly. So they spend so much time trying to memorize text and that will never serve you. That is going to be boring to you. To yeah. you it's going to be boring to your audience. It is not of service to anybody if you're trying to memorize a speech. I have given tens of thousands of presentations. Very few of them have I ever memorized word for word for word. The only ones that have ever been memorized word for word for word are the ones where it was a requirement of the presentation that I never deviate from a script. And I tend to avoid those kind of gigs for the very reason that you know I find them boring for myself and boring for the audience unless you know again being a trained actor it's been very easy for me to uh 
impart life into words and bring text to reality, um, make it interesting. So I, I have an advantage that way, but I would, I would strongly caution people against memorizing. What you want to do is memorize the journey that you need to take your audience on. What are the bullet points? Where do we, what is the end destination? Because you may only get to have one stop along the way. Sure, it's nice if you can pull over at every point of interest and, and tourist trap and take people in here and explore all of these little nuanced areas, but they may need to get from A to B. You may only have five minutes to do it. So boom, where are we going? How do we get there? And if you know the, the bones of the presentation, then you can add the meat back on. But you, it's, it's much easier to start with the base building blocks and move up. Yeah, and let me clarify when I said rehearse, please don't learn it line for line. Of the people that have to watch the presentation, for the, please do not memorize it yeah. because that, that natural ability to flow through that. Memorize your beginning, your middle, your end, a couple statistics that you might be having problems with, but do not go up there and recite a script. No. That that's not yeah that, that that's not going to end well for anybody involved. And it's funny that you mentioned the shower. I prep in the shower too, you know. And I like doing a lot of breath work in the shower because it it moistens my vocal cords. Right, it's a nice humid environment, so you're not drying out your throat. Um, it gives you a chance to hear how you sound because the shower usually has really nice acoustics and. You know, it, it just all of those things are good and, and it helps you like, what are my points? How do I get through this? And if you can give your presentation in 30 seconds to a minute in the shower, you can you can expand that out to a half an hour. The most difficult thing is actually to be able to compress a presentation into 30 seconds. If you can, if you can master that skill, speaking for an hour is easy. Speaking for 30 seconds is hard. No, absolutely. Get getting all that because you want to lead up and you want to preface and you want to frame and, and you want to do whatever. But then when you're short into that time and have to take that out, making those very few words in 30 seconds, which is what. I, I forget the math on it, but 30, 35 words. Yeah. yeah, probably a little more than that, you know, so you have to condense everything you're doing down to that. And you're right. That is a challenge. So we, we kind of talked about. So we're, let, let's complete this journey that you figured out you're a speaker because you order food, you you got some speaking gigs, you did the bad karaoke, you you got comfortable with you, you're here, you're speaking. One last thing, which I hope that a lot of people for the conferences I go listen to this podcast and this question. Now that you're on stage, now that you've made it, now that you're on scared, not scared, how do you be interesting? Because that's what I think a lot of people fail at. You could have the meaning to life, and if it's in three minutes in a boring presentation, not a person on stage is going to hear it. I think that, again, we touched on it uh, a couple of times over the last few minutes, but it, you have to keep your audience first. It is about them, not about you, even when you're telling your story. So you want to be interesting? Tell your story because nobody knows your story better than you, but you have to understand the framing of that story can't be about you. And I know it sounds counterintuitive. So let's let's use the Joseph Campbell's hero journey model. You are not the hero of your story. If you use Joseph Campbell's model, you have a hero who is in a state of unaware. So they're static. And then uh, there something throws them into chaos, at which point they have to cross a threshold and begin their journey. Once they cross the threshold, 
they meet a sage or mentor who uh, guides them through a series of trials and tribulations until they master the skill needed in order to overcome the final demon or enemy, at which point they begin their journey home. And so many people try to tell their story from the perspective of the hero. And what you need to remember is that you're not Luke Skywalker, you're Obi-Wan Kenobi. And you need to guide them through that way. And if Star Wars is not your jam, you don't get that reference. You are not Harry Potter. You are Dumbledore. And they are the exact <laughs> same story, right? You have an orphaned boy living with his aunt and his uncle who don't understand the mystic witchcraft from which he came until a stranger comes and tells him he has a magical ability to do all of this stuff. And he goes and learns the ways of his people. So uh, there you go. Same story. But you need to it, – it really is, it the, same is the same movie. Fa and that's why they're both fantastic. But the, the, the concept right. is there. Teach people from, as the sage or the mentor because you have gone through this. So you, when you're framing your story, frame it from the I know what you're going through. When I was experiencing this, this is how I felt. I bet you feel the same way. And so many people will be eating out of the palm of your hands because you are speaking to them in their language the way that they understand because you've been there already. You're not trying to prop yourself up about how great you are because I'm a hero. I'm Hercules. You are going to come in as a I – have, I have this experience. I have learned this skill set because of these circumstances. If you are going through X, Y, Z, this is what I did to do it, and these are the things that I know you can do because you are the hero. Make it less about me, more about thee. Your audience will love you. Absolutely, and that is great sound sage advice. Uh, uh, so we've taken you through this journey. Uh, we're going to wrap up here, uh, but we've taken you through this journey. Thank you, Tyler, so much for coming on the show. Um, this is your opportunity. You've got a couple things. If you want to hold your book up, I'm, I want this book after talking to you more than I thought I did. Uh, but Power to Speak yes. Naked. Uh, by Tyler Foley, number one best-selling yeah, the, author. The Power to Speak Naked, number one best-selling book, number one best-selling author because of it. Um, and uh, honestly, it, Ryan, it was it was a joy and a pleasure to be on here today. So if people are listening to the Small Business Chronicles, uh, I have a humble ask of your audience, and that is uh, Ryan will probably post all of my information in the show notes. So you'll be able to get this stuff. So if you're in your car right now, don't pull to the side of the road. You don't need to remember the power to speak naked or SeanTylerFoley.com or any of those things. Uh, go to the show notes when it's safe. But when you scroll through the show notes, you're going to have to go through a little bar that has, you know, like five blank stars and a little comment section. It is not there for decoration. It's there so that Ryan knows what kind of content you're enjoying when he brings guests like me onto the show. So instead of just scrolling past it to get to my information, you're already listening to Small Business Chronicles. So how about you tell Ryan what you like about it? Give him a five-star review and say why. Use the comment section because that was going to help everybody who is here right now. You at home listening, Ryan interviewing me and me here. And this is how. If you tell Ryan what you're enjoying about the show, he's going to be able to get more content like that onto the show, which is going to help you further. Ryan will now know 
what is being consumed so that he can start to bring those people on and it's going to boost his exposure because the more five-star reviews on a platform you get the more it's going to feed in the algorithm to get more people to listen to this and more people listening to this helps me because now more people will have eyeballs and ears onto this recording so we're helping everybody if you give a five-star review and if you're willing to help the whole ecosystem you listening to this right now then it would be my joy and my pleasure to give you a couple of free gifts if you come to my website, which is SeanTylerFoley.com, you won't have to pay the $17.95 for my best-selling book. I will give you a free PDF copy of it. I will also give you access to my Drop the Mic Trainer program, which is a series of seven videos, all under five minutes. So over the course of a week and a coffee break, you can consume information and learn very quick, very implementable strategies to be a better, more confident speaker. And we'll give you access to my Endless Stages private Facebook group where I go live every Tuesday at noon Pacific, 3 Eastern for 20 minutes and do a live training for whatever happens to be the hot topic of the week. So if you listening right now have a question for me and you would like it answered because me and Ryan didn't get a chance to do it, hop into the group, say, Tyler, I would love to know this and I will speak to you directly and you can hop on live with me and we will do that training. So you get a free copy of the book, you get the free videos, and you get a chance to interact with me live one-on-one -on -one every Tuesday for 20 minutes at noon Pacific, three Eastern time, but only if you're willing to give Ryan and the Small Business Chronicles a five-star review. No five-star <laughs> review, no gifts for you. Yeah, and, and it'll go with the ones that my mom gave me too. The five-star review from my mom and from my grandma and whatever. So I'm collecting those. They're very, very special to me. They kind of make up for hugs I didn't get as a kid. So if you can go in there and, and give me those and, and, and find Tyler too and go do his program. It's amazing. Public speaking will unleash a new level in your small business. Uh, when, you know, I'm in marketing and whenever I sit down one-on-one, -on -one, I'm like, how, what personality does it have? any small business you have you're the personality you're the one that picked the logo you're the one that picked the brand you're the one that sets the tone and being able to step out in front of that at chamber meetings presentations invitees podcasts and getting over that fear is going to unlock a new level of your business 1000 percent. thank you so much tyler for coming on um i'll make sure that everything is in the show notes everybody knows how to get a hold of you once again, I appreciate your time, my friend, and I appreciate Thanks you helping for having me on, Ryan. out today.